0: Welcome to F1 Reviews, a podcast where we rate and review each race in the F1 calendar. I am Doug Austin, along with my partner, Chris Costas. Make sure to also check us out on Instagram, F1 Reviews Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to F1 Reviews. Uh, How's it going today, Chris? I'm good, Doug. Just saw the uh, Italian Grand Prix. Did you happen to catch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I there's would a, hope there's, you there's, there's would, a lot of we doing unpack. this podcast
1: every week. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's this, kind of required viewing, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, uh, all I can say is wow, wow. Yeah. If uh, yeah, if anyone's listening that has not seen this race, I, I'm sure by now you must have heard it was insane. This, you know. <laughs> This yeah, this I is one this of those. Is what, this
0: is one of those races. This is one of those podcasts where uh, uh, we're going to give you some time to pause, watch the race, and then come back. Because honestly, like you, you need to. You're going to hear us talking about this, but you really need to actually see it to believe everything that happened in this in this race. And even in even at you know in parts of qualifying too, got kind of weird, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, There was, uh, well, and and we saw it with Monza, uh, I think it was last year, maybe the year before, when, you know, in Q3, everyone was, like, trying not to be the first one to uh, go across the line, you know, to to get the draft from whoever was ahead, and no one wanted to go first, and I think we had, like, the same thing happen, but in Q1, which I thought was kind of... You know, just just go out and set a time. You know, but
0: yeah. Although um, the funny thing is, th- is this year it was it was almost the opposite thing. Is is that everybody was trying to make sure they got to the line so that way they could start their lap at the end of Q one, and as a result, they were actually literally racing around the track, like trying to pass each other. <laughs> uh, um, I remember at one point, I think it was Ocon blocked Kimi Raikkonen from from going by going into oh the uh, the Dela Rosa.
1: Yeah, that, that was really wild. Like just. I, I I I was watching it on a smaller screen the first time I saw it, and you know I thought, okay, the Renault banner is like, you know, a banner way off at the, at the end of the course, like on the outside of the course. It's just you know, but I realized, oh, that's Ocon, and yeah. <laughs> Räikkönen <laughs> is right up on Ocon. Like I've never seen two cars that close together that didn't touch. Right. Yeah. Um yeah I mean all throughout the weekend uh R- Raikkonen was actually uh, you know in the spot like quite a bit and a lot of it was for some very close but very good racing. Um we'll get to that a little bit more in the yeah. the race. Um but I think one of the big losers from uh, that Q1 session who that who got caught out was uh, Vettel unfortunately. Yeah. And you know, we—I think we've gotten kind of used to seeing all the all the issues Ferrari's having, and Vettel especially. But you know, to where he gets knocked out in Q one, along with uh, you know Grosjean, Giovinazzi, and the Williams. You know, that's four times champion Sebastian Vettel in you know one of the most storied, legendary cars on the grid—a Ferrari knocked out in Q one. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. As, as, as a Vettel fan, that 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 kind of broke my heart a little bit. And and, and like you said, it wasn't even his fault. It was just, ev- you know, everybody started their 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 Q1 lap at the same time. Everybody was getting in each other's way. There was no way that anybody, you know, that 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 was out during that that insane, you know, that ra- it was literally a qualifying race. It wasn't even, you know, just everybody sat in a hot lap at that point.
1: Right. And, you know, v- Vettel did definitely get caught out. Uh, with the slower cars and he wasn't able to improve his time, but once again, I mean, you know, the Mercedes were, you know, they had much better strategy and they were, it wasn't an issue for them. So, you know, again, I I think that, uh, yeah, it was probably not a good environment, but it was Ferrari who sent him into that bad environment. Um, you know you hear about some businesses where they they don't really take care of their workers and they, you know it's called setting them up to fail and uh, right. that's exactly what i think ferrari's doing with vettel and it's it's very
0: sad to see yeah and, and even leclerc uh, leclerc even barely made it out too cuz he was out in all that mess too and yeah he i mean it it, it was lucky that he set such a good time cuz he didn't even improve his time either i don't think yeah he
1: he wasn't much quicker than he was in Q one. He did maybe right. two tenths quicker. Um, yeah, but he was seven tenths up on Kimi Räikkönen, which yeah, con- considering that you know the car, the the entire Scuderia is building their car around you, um, you know, <laughs> you, you'd think you'd see a little more improvement, but um, yeah, not a great start for Leclerc either. <laughs>
0: Well, th- um, this track, just like Spa, was showing was showing Ferrari's uh, uh, power unit weakness. On top of it, it seems like they got some aero weaknesses too. I, I I think it's just a weak car all around. You know, not just yeah. the, not just the engine, but I just think they they um they poop the bed, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll be polite and say that.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fer- Ferrari's just going from just bad to worse this year, and it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty depressing but again i think that they're i'm hoping anyway that they're just putting all of their eggs in that uh 2022 car um you know if anything spending whatever money they can on that car now um so so to so, you know get around the cost cap that'll be implemented right. uh was it next year or the year after that
0: uh i think i think the cost cap starts in 2022 okay
1: um yeah cuz that's going to be um I feel like Ferrari, especially given the kind of financial compensation that they get from formula one is going to have a really hard time adjusting to, you know, only being able to spend
0: so much on their car
1: um, and not just
0: be able to throw money at a problem and make it go away. So, and I I haven't read into it too much, but I think the Concord agreement's even restructuring how that's working too. So I think that I think it's going to be a lot more even of a playing field. Um, and Ferrari is not going to get those same, um, those same concessions that they normally get.
1: Well, hopefully we, we see them in formula one for uh, a long time still, even with those agreements. So we'll see, you know, what happens (laughs) going forward. It looks uncertain though. I'll say that, um, getting up to the top 10 for qualifying Gasly. we got plenty more to talk about with him. Albon, uh, in ninth, um, you know, yeah. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of where Alvin's kind of been shaking out. Just like, nah.
0: but, but you know what though? He's, he's, he's getting closer to Verstappen though. Cause, cause in, in, in Q3, he's only three tenths behind. So true. he's making, he's definitely, he's definitely making up ground on him.
1: True. And, uh, and I mean, I've been reading that they are definitely Alvin and Verstappen are not getting the same car. It's not right. You know, an identical car by any means. So I'm sure that he's, you know, either being used as a guinea pig or if, you know, for any kind of cost or, you know, engineering deficiencies, Albon's probably going to get those parts. Um, yeah. But, uh yeah, so, I mean, you can't come down on him too hard for that.
0: Yeah, and, he, and, and even Christian Horner, is you know, has come out in defense of Albon again saying, like, you know, this car is not even as good as last year's car because Albon did do better last year than he did this year. And, sure. uh, um, they, they are expecting there's, they're still expecting great things from him, but they're, they're, they're definitely exercising a lot more patience than they did with, uh, uh Pierre Gasly.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and I think if, if Christian Horner, uh, has his back, um, that's good news for Alvin. I think yeah. it's when Dr. Home at Marco comes out and has your back. That's how, you know, you're about to be fired. <laughs> right oh no we're not getting rid of gasly why would no we'd never do that <laughs> no we were we definitely want to keep kivyat in the red bull <laughs> <laughs> yep so um then uh, we have stroll starting eighth another very strong uh stop uh start for uh, ricardo in seventh then uh, Lando Norris sixth, um, Verstappen taking a uh, uncharacteristic uh, fifth place start. Um, mm-hmm. Still not bad, but again, we're seeing the advantage of uh, both the McLaren and the uh, Racing Point on the more power-heavy circuits. It seems like the Honda is just not quite there as far as power. Um, but uh, and then of course, rounding off qualifying, uh, first and second. Hamilton and Botas, uh, within, you know, hundreds of each other.
0: Surprise, surprise. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, (laughs) and destroying the field by almost a second again. Yeah. Um, and and I think at this point for any formula one fan would say, well, this seems very much like business as usual, Mm -hmm. but then we get to race day. Yeah. And it, (laughs)
0: <laughs> and it all unravels. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. the, the the early signs that 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 things were going to go a little bit differently was was uh, um the way that Botas got off the line. And it's not I don't even think that that he got off the line so bad uh, um because he really didn't fall that far behind at least going into the first turn, but he just kept getting overtaken and it was really strange to see cuz it just seemed like his car was really down on power for whatever reason.
1: It either seemed like he was down on power or every battle that he got into, he was kind of forced to the wrong side of the track. um, That he was picking up a lot of uh, marbles from some of the other cars, maybe. Um, Yeah. You know, or he just wasn't getting the right arrow since he was behind a couple cars already. Um, Right. Either way, I mean, he was very much on the back foot. He fell to, I think it was like sixth or seventh place by the end of the first lap.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: Again, you know, very uncharacteristic of Botas. He's usually a very solid driver, but this just kind of looked like, you know, he, he just wasn't uh, – he was asleep the first
0: lap. Well, and the funny thing is, too, so this is the first week where they're not allowed to use engine modes. So, they like, they have to stay in the same engine mode for qualifying and for the race. And we were hearing Mercedes talking about how that's going to be a bigger advantage to them – Because while yeah they're not going to be and you know with qualifying they were not as far ahead as they normally are Uh, um, just looking at the times it was it was about it was about you know seven tenths ahead as opposed to their normal you know one you know over one second ahead. So, but what they said is that because they don't have to run as high engine modes, it'll be to their benefit because they're not going to, they're not going to be wearing out their engine parts as quickly. And they'll be able to run, uh, um, higher, you know, essentially a higher mode during the race as a result. So they will be not as fast during qualifying, but faster during the race. And what it looked like, at least, you know, based on the first lap and, you know, when, when, uh, you know, throughout the entire race, when we're trying to see Botas try to battle back, he couldn't get close enough to overtake anybody.
1: Yeah, especially because we uh we saw last year, I think it was Brazil, where uh Botas was kind of following again and uh that Mercedes, it's just you know, engineered so efficiently that any extra heat from cars ahead of it and it's gonna you know shoot your temps up. And uh so he had to you know he he was like doing slaloms down the straightaways basically, trying to keep hot air from uh, entering his car. And also by yeah. doing that know, you get DRS if you're close enough, um, but he didn't get the advantage of uh, drafting that way. Um, right. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that the drafting would help to keep up, but if you have a car that's overheating, then that's not going to do anything for anyone. So yeah, yeah. He was. He was and, in a and, tough and it spot. seemed
0: like like the DRS was not not very effective at all. Uh, um, which, from from what I understand, it usually isn't. Like it it, it doesn't give you as much of a boost at Monza as it does at other places. True.
1: I mean, I think, uh, Monza, especially for the Monza spec wings and, uh, setups, I mean, you're running as little downforce as you can anyway. Um, right. there's, you know, there's not really much sense in putting in more downforce. So to get rid of any last little bits of downforce is probably not going to do much. So, yeah. um, I guess that would make a lot of sense, but, uh, but we, you know, we did see, uh, some very, it was very exciting to see, uh, the McLarens in second and third. Um, yeah. I I, ble- I think it was Lance Stroll, um, you know, or, or Sergio Perez, one of the racing points, um, was battling with, uh, Botas and, you know, made it by, um, it, it, it was, re- it was really cool just to see those cars that you're not used to seeing tangle with a Merse- uh, Mercedes like that. Um, right to be that aggressive. And it was just really cool to see, um, you know, and then after that, it, again, it kind of turned into uh it was weird to see Botas, not up front, but Hamilton took off. The McLarens were, you know, behind him, but just kind of holding pace. And that's about where I thought the race was about to settle. There was a uh, uh, Vettel had an issue at the end of uh, the front straight uh, where he lost all his brakes. And, uh, honestly, that yeah, was and probably if you one check of the- out our
0: Instagram page too. We have a pretty amazing meme, uh, um, on there that, that, <laughs> that
1: yeah, check that. that out. That's my, it's like one of my new favorite memes, um, on the Instagram <laughs> page. Um, it's, uh, it's great. It's Vettel smashing through the barriers. And, uh, that was probably one of the most comedic parts of the race for me is just, you know, no, no attempt to even go between them or right? just straight on through.
0: Yeah. Well, I think if he it, at that speed, I think if he would have attempted to go through those, it, it would it would have ended in bigger disaster than it than it ended up ending in. That's
1: true, I guess. Um, yeah, because I mean, when you, it don't, you don't have any brakes, when your something. when your
0: brakes literally explode on you, it's like yeah, yeah probably probably not a good idea to to, to try to you know, do some kind of tricky maneuver like that.
1: Yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, so it comes to uh, what we call the catalyst, or what I call the catalyst, and uh, <laughs> Kevin Magnuson loses his engine a ferrari engine after vettel's ferrari loses brakes and he coasts to the pit lane and i believe tries to get back he doesn't quite make it into the pit lane he pulls over to a place he thinks is safe but unfortunately it's just a little bit too close you know to the uh you know vein of traffic uh coming into the pit lane so they have to throw a safety car And what I think was really strange for Formula One is they also throw or they uh, close the pits. Now you see this occasionally in uh, IndyCar and in NASCAR. It actually happens quite often. Um, Yeah. But Formula One, you you never see that where they close the pits. And uh, of course, I think everyone's first reaction to a safety car being called is dive straight for the pits, try and get you know get fresh tires while uh, everyone's slowed down, and uh, get back out. Um, no, what, what I found
0: interesting about that whole situation is that he pulled like Magnuson pulled in front of, you know, a place where they could have just, you know, yanked his car behind the barriers. Uh, um, so the safety car, I feel like was for because there was oil on track because you can see them bringing out the uh, uh, um, uh, Brundle called them the witches brooms. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, when they threw the sand down to to suck up the oil. So the safety car, I think, was more for that. Uh, um, but the weird thing is they closed the pit lane so that way they could push Magnuson's car into the pits as opposed to pulling it behind the, um, behind the barrier. And, and that was just a really bizarre call
1: From from, from what I've seen is that they couldn't quite get it through that opening in the barrier uh, for whatever reason. Um, and it, it just, I guess made more sense to close the pits and wheel Magnuson in. Um, and while it's a bit unconventional, it's, you know, not a a bad choice or a wrong choice by any means. Right. Um, unless you're Hamilton, which I'm sure he was not <laughs> happy about, um, or Jovanazzi for that matter. Um as right. both of them, as soon as the safety car was thrown, they go straight for the pits and end up pitting while the pits are closed. Mm-hmm. Um now at this point they're gonna be investigated over that. Um we go to safety car. And upon coming back from the safety car restart, Charles Leclerc has a huge incident, um, in the yeah. parabolica. Yeah. This was honestly, one what, what, you know, every once in a while you see crashes that just look re you know, really bad. Um, this one kind of scared me for a second. Um, it did. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's okay, but yeah, he went off really hard in the parabolica, um, you know, through there, that it's a it's a really fast corner, and especially with all the downforce that these cars have, um, and the grippy tires, you you know, you are flying through there. Uh, he caught a bit of uh, oversteer; it looked like, tried to save mm-hmm. it, and that just sent him sailing off uh, the outside of the corner, and just you know, tank slapped the uh, outside tire wall uh, just really hard, and it was hard enough that it. Uh, Yeah, the car was like wedged into the wall. The tires were completely destroyed, and they basically just had to run—you know—send the red flag out um, just to repair all this because it was gonna, you know, with uh, you know Hamilton and Giovinazzi's penalty that they were looking at for uh, Leclerc and trying to clean up the track and making sure he was okay. uh, It was just—it was a little bit too much chaos, so they red flagged the race just to get everything back in order. And this is what, you know, this I think is where we start the uh, so-called the second race that happened.
0: Yeah, And I I didn't know, I didn't know they changed the, speaking of that, I didn't know they changed the rules on the, um, on the restart after a red flag where they do it as another standing start. Cause the last time I've ever seen a red flag during a race, they went back under the safety car for a couple laps and turned them loose uh, um, as like a rolling restart.
1: Right Not only any other Formula One race, but I think any other race I've ever seen. Um, you know you go back behind the safety car, you do a couple of rolling laps, and then they give you the green and you start single file again. But this it was you know the five light countdown, everyone on the grid um, in whatever positions you were when they threw the red flag, um, which in this case, it really threw up uh, a, a lot of uh, strangeness in the grid just because um, everyone had just pitted. Um, well, rather, yeah. some had just pitted, some hadn't, and, uh, you know, the order was completely mixed up. So, I think you had, uh, it was Hamilton leading, and and d- I should say during the red flag session, uh, they decided on a penalty, um, which was a 10-second stop-and-go penalty. Yeah. Um, so, not just 10 seconds added to your race time, but 10 seconds that you have to come into the pits Stop in your box, no work can be performed on the car. You have to just wait there for 10 seconds and then you can go back out. You know, in addition to the actual time that you're stopped, just going through the pit lane and, uh, you know, trying to get the car back up to temperature after sitting for a few seconds, um, that's a much harsher penalty than honestly, a lot of the penalties we've seen in Formula 1 in recent years. So was it a harsh penalty? I would say yes. But if you're basically threading the needle into the pit lane past, uh, you know, a stricken car that if you were to hit, you'd, you know, crash into the pit lane full of uh, mechanics. It's a big safety thing, yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, I I think I'm not sure why Mercedes – didn't say anything to Hamilton that the pits were going to be closed. Um, I don't know if they knew or not. I don't know if they just didn't think that it was going to be a thing to close the pits. So no one thought to well, tell I, Hamilton. I did
0: see an interview with, uh, with, uh, uh, Toto after, and he said that, uh, um, they didn't get any communication, um, over there. Um, cause they have like a, like a, almost like a pager type system yeah. and it didn't come through on their side until like the fourth page of things that came by. It was like, Oh, by the way, the pits are closed. That being said, the marker boards on the uh, um, along the outside of the parabolica, where they have you know, they'll put like you know, flashing green when it, when they're yeah. under green flag or you know, flashing yellow, or they put you yeah. know, the safety car or VSC on there. That had the symbol that was that said the pits were closed, and he went by two marker boards that said that. So so whether or not the the um, the, the 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 people on the pit wall saw it, Lewis should have seen that. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's, that's Cause, interesting. Cause I mean.
0: Because both Lewis and, and uh, uh, like you said, Antonio Giovinazzi both came in, but everybody else stayed out, which means everybody else saw it.
1: That's a good point. That's a very good point. I mean, I think, uh, you know, it, it's something that just happens so rarely in Formula One that, you know, may, maybe you just didn't think that, you know, the pits would be closed. That's right, the only thing right. I could think is that it's just something that rarely ever happens, so you wouldn't yeah. think of what to do when it does. And... uh you know So fairly harsh penalty for both of them.
0: It would be forgivable if like ten cars went into the pits, but only two went in and everybody else stayed out and waited yeah. until the pits opened back up. So at at that yeah. point it's it's kinda hard to make an excuse, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And you know, I think going forward, like they'll probably change the notification protocol for the teams. Yeah. Or, you know, come up As with As they should. Uh, Right. And I I think especially that it happened to someone so high profile with uh, Hamilton, um, I I think it'll it'll probably be different next time we see a situation like this. But, you know, to be honest, this was a once in a lifetime kind of race, I feel like. So (laughs) we'll see what happens. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, they 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 come back to the uh, the second start. uh, Hamilton's leading, but he has that uh, 10 second stop and go penalty hanging over his head. Uh, yeah. Second place is uh, Pierre Gasly, and then he's followed by uh, Raikkonen and Giovinazzi, both in the Alfa Romeos.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, again, that was pretty wild to see that Alfa Romeos, e- even if Giovinazzi had to take his penalty, and even if we kind of knew that Raikkonen was just going to slide back down the field, um, that was
0: amazing to see those cars you know, third and fourth on the quote unquote grid. Now, what was really interesting about the way that that, so under the, the, the red flag, another interesting thing that, that came about, because uh, um, like you said, starting second was uh, uh, Lance Stroll, right? So he was kind of second place on that restart. He yeah. got a fresh set of tires and was able to change compounds during that red flag, which kind of oh, really? gave him an unfair advantage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he um, didn't and, and, and it was a, re, it was really interesting. I mean, he he lost out huge on that restart anyway. He got passed up by, you know, science and um and uh, Ghastly. So they they both got ended up getting by him. Um, but that 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 kinda caught Lando Norris out a little bit too, because you know, he was in that, that faster McLaren and he had, to, he was trying to battle back and get by um, Lance Stroll because effectively Lance Stroll didn't actually have to pit at all while the cars were actually in motion. Wow. That's interesting. Um, Cause I you mean, are allowed to do work on, on, uh, um, on the cars under, uh, um, under red flag conditions, uh, um, which there, huh. there was a little bit going on with uh Botas's car too. They were trying to repair something and the FIA stewards were kind of hanging or the um, yeah, the, 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 uh, the scrutineers were kind of standing by, making sure that everything was on the up and up uh, um, over at Mercedes because of uh, oh, uh, um, yeah. Botas' cooling issues. So there was all that that was going on. And, you know, the, the entire time they're talking like, well, it looks like they're swap because, you know, everybody else, with the exception of a couple people, after the the red flag, everybody else came out on fresh tires. The, the, the racing point were able to swap compounds during the red flag. So effectively, you know, Lance
1: Stroll didn't have to pit this race. <laughs>
0: yeah, he he essentially got a uh, um like a twenty-four second bump in his time because he didn't have wow. to go through the pits. Wow.
1: <laughs> um, yeah,
0: La- La- Lando was a little upset about that post race. I, I saw a little bit of his interview. He's like, "Yeah, that's not fair. They should change that rule."
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that for sure. Um, you know, again, like if the rules allow him to do that, then right. I mean, I guess he can get away with it, but. Um, you know, and good on him if he can take advantage of that. But, um, yeah, it, it, it seems like if, uh, the red flag is there as effectively to pause the race, um, while the tracks being repaired and drivers are being tended to, um, it shouldn't be an opportunity to, you know, I mean, for all we know, Vettel could have, uh, had his brakes repaired and gone back out. Right.
0: Right, right. Um,
1: and so, you know, really it should be parked – for I would think it should be parked for conditions. Um, yeah. And that's really not fair to be changing tires or tire compounds. You should go out on the same rubber that you came in with. Um, yeah. But, uh, again, th- this was a, a rare case of this happening in a race. <laughs> and, again, there was just so much going on that even I missed some of that um, just while watching the race just because uh, – there was a lot to a lot going on with this race. Yeah, <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah. Once we come back, though, um, honestly, I think there was some of the best racing, um, you know, that, that we had seen in a long time. Especially uh, from Kimi, you know, any Räikkönen fans out there? Even if he was just sliding backwards through the field, not one of those cars was let by. You know, every right. single driver had to work and earn to get a spot around uh Kimmy Yeah,
0: classic uh, Kimmy. It was it was it was it was great to see. I think it was uh Lance Stroll actually who uh
1: was battling Kimmy uh into the at the second set of chicanes and yeah. uh oh my god Kimmy Kimmy did not give him an inch. Like there was just enough room to fit a Formula One car on there and then Kimmy. And then the grass.
0: Yeah. It's yeah it, science made a great move on him too.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I I feel like all those guys, like they kind of started off as like the junior drivers, so to speak, and they've had success throughout their careers, but I feel like you've really made it in formula one when you can make it by Kimi Raikkonen, especially when he's, you know, given, he's doing everything he can to uh, keep you back. And, uh, and not only that, but to come off, uh, cleanly, you know, that we didn't see any incidents. I, I fully expected seeing, uh, you know, like Sergio Perez, um, you know, some some of the more aggressive drivers trying to get around Kimmy, and just causing another, uh, accident. But, uh, it it was really clean racing, really close racing, Mm -hmm. uh, and just really good racing. So it, it was really cool to see. We, we did, uh, there was also some weirdness on the restart. I believe, uh, it was Lance stroll who also into that second chicane, um, and you definitely got to see the TV feed of how it happened. I don't think the onboard board would do it justice, but you just see everyone flowing into that second chicane braking and, uh, making it through the chicane. Whereas Lance strolls car just flies on
0: straight. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> And it's just out of frame. Where did he go? The, yeah, the no, next, yeah, i
0: seriously thought he dove into the he he hit the wall too i'm like what the, what is what that right happen?
1: i'm like oh okay well i guess his race is over um you know and especially after doing so well as he was um I, I don't know if if anyone still remembers vine uh but there was one where uh this guy's out in the woods watching a bear The bears tr- crossing a river and he tries to jump onto the shore from this log in the middle of a you know, really fast moving <laughs> the river, he misses and he falls into the river and the guy's just, nah! and then he's, and then he climbs out later. He's like, Oh, he's okay. Cause, cause just moments after we see stroll just flying off the, the circuit, you know, just going straight at the chicane. He just kind of rejoins the rest of the field and hops back in and just, Oh, like nothing ever happened.
0: It's like, Oh, hi guys. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah oh, okay
1: yeah i just wanted to go a different route through the chicane so right,
0: right you know
1: he didn't he didn't get any position he didn't lose any positions and he still covered the same amount of track so okay i guess yeah so yeah um but uh yeah we saw some of that yes uh just some some really good racing Kimi Raikkonen falling back through the field unfortunately um Giovinazzi had to pit of course uh for his penalty um And then we start getting down towards the end of the race and we see that Gasly looks pretty confident out front. Yeah. Um, yeah, there there's no, I think at
0: one point he had like a six second lead or something like that.
1: Actually, you know what? Before we, uh, we jump to the wrap up of the race with Gasly. Um, I got. I got to mention Hamilton because yeah, oh yeah. Even though he got that, I mean, what? When's the last time you ever thought you'd be watching Formula One and Hamilton's at the back of the field?
0: Right, right. It was just so surreal. Not only only that, but thirty second, thirty seconds back.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, a lap around Monza is like about a minute and like a third. um, Yeah, about a minute twenty, let's say. Um, But 30 seconds back, I mean, that's almost, you know, that's nearly half the lap that Mm -hmm. he's behind. So he's got to catch up, and there's, what, 20 laps left in the race. Yeah, Um, yeah. You know, it it was just amazing to see this charge that he was on. And I can't even imagine what his mindset was like. You know, I'm sure it's just that, like, just driving angry, driving like you're in a video game. Just, you know, just, I don't care, I'm coming through and uh, right. He struggled a little bit getting around uh, a few of the back markers because again, you know the DRS doesn't really help you that much at Monza. Yeah, Um, and he had to you know be careful of uh, overheating his car.
0: But Mm -hmm.
1: uh, man, that like you know for anyone who's wanted to claim that Hamilton like even though he's really fast and even though he beats his teammate you know fairly consistently by a good margin and he does have the best car in the field. Um, the guy can absolutely race, you know, he, he was passing people left and right. And,
0: you know, again, none of the, it was all for position. So no one made it easy on him. Um, yeah. And, and, and and, 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 and like we've said in the past, like he does it in a, in a very clean, very clinical and he, like he gets, he gets the job done. uh, Um, unless your name is Alex Albon, he gets the job done without (laughs) any, without any shenanigans. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my god when he was coming up on alex albin um, <laughs> um that that just that was terrifying <laughs> it's like yeah, oh god I, I, don't put every him off muscle again in my he's body clenched a, when he was <laughs> yeah he's having a hard enough race um and, and not only that but uh for stappen um around this time he had a uh it, it well it wasn't an engine failure but it, it was like an engine pre-failure like they yeah, started seeing yeah, they some Yeah, they knew something, was,
0: something bad was going to happen. So they, yeah, they, they're they like, so, uh, let's retire the car before it blows up.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it was, uh, yeah, definitely unfortunate. Like if, if you're a fan of any of the, you know, the Hamilton, Botas, Verstappen crew or a Ferrari fan, any of the popular drivers to be a fan of, if you were a fan of them, it was not your race to watch. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, again, Hamilton. Made a brilliant charge uh, at the end, and it was very entertaining to watch. Um, I mean, he made it all the way back up to seventh.
0: Considering all the issues Botas was having with the, with the, uh, with uh, managing temperatures and stuff like that, I was honestly surprised Lewis you know, made it through the field the way he did. And I think it's because yeah. the field spaced itself apart just enough to where once he was able to get by somebody, he was able to let the car cool down before he came ac- across the next car. True, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, and everyone at the front, you know, was um, certainly not as, in cars as quick as the Mercedes, but they were not going to be easy people to pass. Um, right. You know, I, I feel like, uh, you know, let's say coming up to actually, well, I was going to say uh, Hamilton on Grosjean. It's um, just <laughs> a weird sentence to say, but, you know, to see Grosjean, uh, you know, this should be pretty easy for Hamilton. You know, compared yeah. to, like, trying to get around, uh like, Perez, for example. Um Yeah, Botas had his work cut out for him, too. But, um, you know, Botas made it back up from seventh to fifth by the end of the race, whereas Hamilton was dead
0: last and made
1: it back up to seventh,
0: which right. I think is and, and pretty And they said something impressive. about that he had a target. Of, they, they They gave him a target of sixth, so the fact that... You know, and I was I was like, that's a little, you know, con- considering the way that the um, Mercedes was in um, in traffic, I'm like, there's no way he's making it back up to six. And he almost did it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I-, I think there were a few drivers in this race that were hoping for one more lap um, just to get, you know, one more position. Notably, uh, Carlos signs. Um, yeah. That was, I was very conflicted just seeing Gasly, you know, out front after being demoted by Red Bull. And, uh, you know, in the B team, so to speak, and uh, like trying, you know, I I thought that that win or rather that second place in Brazil was that was going to be this this guy's shining moment of his career. We don't really see him winning, but he's out front for several laps and really holding it together. And you want to see him win. But Carlos Sainz, who, I mean, like, I think even his first podium uh, was at that race in Brazil. And it wasn't until like a technicality with Lewis that he actually got on the podium. So he wasn't even there with the cameras on him, you know, and you're like, wow. So his first televised time making it onto the podium, it could be a win, you know, and, uh, and he was hunting him down. And unfortunately he got to like that 1.3, 1.4 second window where he wasn't quite close enough to DRS, but it was enough to, uh, You know get caught up in the dirty air so he just had a hard time you know keeping up with him unfortunately but and I know he was pretty gutted not to uh, have made a challenge for the win but uh, second place Carlos great job. (laughs)
0: And the, the funny thing is, is, is I was listening to the, some of the radio w- along with that too. And they're saying, you know, they they were telling him, just bring the car home, just bring the car home. You're going to have a podium, just bring it home. And he's like, no, I'm going for the win. I'm going for the win. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's the type of stuff you want to hear. Right. I mean, that's,
1: it, it, it's kind of scary when you think of, you know, every bad thing that could happen on the last lap of challenging for the wind, just fighting wheel to wheel for it, um, you know, take out both cars, but um, you know that he's got that mindset to just go for it, Um, yeah, that was yeah. pretty impressive to see um, <laughs> it, yeah this is like, this is
0: the kind of thing that that when, when you know you're, you're you're we always talk about in this podcast uh you know if you're bringing somebody in to watch a race for the very first time. That's the kind of thing that you want to show people that formula one is all about is yeah. drivers going for it going you know, and, and, and not just going for it to gain another position, but, you know, trying to win the race, you know, as opposed yeah. to, you know, most of the other races this year where, you know, it's been a foregone conclusion. Who's going to win the race? So right. you're kind of watching some of the other battles, but this was, this was incredible,
1: right? Um, do we want to jump into our,
0: uh, our ratings? Uh, well, well, first we gotta we gotta tell everybody, you know, and it, 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 you know, P- Pierre Gasly ends up pulling off the win, and <laughs> that was just, you know, I, he didn't even believe that he won. He's like, "Did did I just win?" <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> weird. Like, yeah. the, they turned the radio. He's like, "Did I wait? Hold on. What what position am I in? You're in first. Did, did did I just win?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a weird combination of like. Just, like, all this extreme outpouring of excitement, um, you know, between yelling over the radio and jumping around on the podium, and, you know, like, he, he could barely believe it. And then there was this other kind of body language of, like, I don't know if you saw when he, you know, was called out to the podium, and he walks through that little hallway, he's just yeah. kind of, like, looking around, just like, is this this is what it's like when you win, I guess. <laughs> right. Wow. This, where do I go? <laughs> <laughs> and there was, you know, and then hearing like the French national anthem and seeing his whole team down on the track, like singing along and crying. And it was, it was a very, uh, emotional moment for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I know last year was, you know, huge for, uh, Ferrari fans to see, uh, Uh, Charles Leclerc win in Monza and a Ferrari. Um, And I remember that being a very emotional, you know, win. Um, Yeah. But yeah, seeing Gasly win. That was, you know, I I don't think anyone could have ever in a million years called that race.
0: Yeah, it it was, it was, it was very much like seeing a uh, uh, Vettel win his first race with, you know, the same team at, in their former at the in the same former, uh, name at the same track, yeah. And this time it was done without with without without rain uh, um throw, throwing a wrench in things. It was done in, in 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 dry weather with just some strange incidents, which I think takes us back to like, you know, what what does a what makes a good race?
1: And we were saying yeah. it was either, you know, just rain and chaos or really good strategy call. And I think with this we saw a little bit of both of those, not in the way we expected. Um but then on top of that just good old-fashioned racing. Yeah. You know, just wheel to wheel pushing for the win, seeing two very evenly matched drivers do what they do best. Yeah. I mean, if I, I know I'm jumping to the ratings, but I mean for me this was definitely a 5. Um, you know, like you said, to have uh someone who's never watched Formula 1 watch this race and be and say this is what Formula 1 is about. What's ironic is uh the morning of this race, I was actually scheduled uh for uh I was going to go to an autocross event. And unfortunately it got rained out and I had my, Hmm. one of my friends come up from downstate and he stayed with me the night before. And so we were going to wake up early, go to the autocross and uh, spend all day at the track. And then I just watched the race later, but I figured, well, we woke up early to go, uh, you know, to the course, but it's raining and they canceled it. So I guess let's just watch F1. Yeah. And so I had, uh, two friends, one of which had a little bit of cursory knowledge of NASCAR, another one who has never watched or a race of, uh, Formula One, IndyCar, NASCAR, anything in his life. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he's just like, Oh, this is racing. Oh, this is Formula One, I guess. And he got the opportunity to see this race as his first foray into Formula One. Um, and he thought it was fantastic. So this, I think checks all the boxes. Absolutely. A five for me
0: and and I, I have to wholeheartedly agree you know seeing seeing a different winner in 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 a formula 1 race you know seeing a different team you know three teams that you normally don't see on on the podium um and it's it was one of the youngest podiums of uh, uh, of all time too it wasn't the youngest uh which i i think that still goes to uh, uh, brazil last year you know when yeah. it, you know once the 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 uh, the penalty to, to to lewis was sorted out not much more that you than than you can say than than uh, five out of five with with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If there if there's one race uh, that I think that when we get to the end of the season that we're going to be looking back on and uh, you know seeing as uh, you know like last year I think it was uh, Germany or Brazil uh, that that was I mean Germany was chaotic for sure but you know just because you you know throw a bunch of uh, uh, chaos into the race, and everyone shakes up in a weird position. Well like, well, yeah, it makes things weird, but that doesn't necessarily make it a great race. Um, yeah, you know this you really saw people working their strategies. there was uh, you know chaos spiced in at just the right times um, and then you got to see all these great examples of guys just going wheel to wheel and doing what they do best.
0: And I, I was watching some of the post race comments, too, and I got to see uh, uh, Toto Wolf talking about stuff uh, post race, and yeah, he was a bit ornery about the uh, the penalty. and you know, uh, uh, as we as we were talking earlier about, you know, they should have more systems in place to make it more obvious that the pits were closed. um, so he he kind of went off a little bit on that,, uh, uh, but then he he also had enough big picture to see. He goes, you know, this race was a loss for Mercedes, but it was a win for Formula One as a whole. And and he yeah. was absolutely you know singing the praises of, of Ghastly, uh Science and, and, and Stroll for, for for getting up on the podium.
1: Right. Which is an interesting statement, I think. Um just because you know to say that yeah, this is a win for Formula One, that you effectively eliminated uh Mercedes and Ferrari. Yeah. That, and, and I guess Red Bull's strongest driver, you know, if you, if you get rid of them, then yeah, formula one is fantastic. <laughs> so well,
0: I've even heard Lewis make comments in the past. Like, you know, he, he welcomes competition because he really, he, he, he's a racer at heart. He really wants to battle for, for the wins um you can almost tell that he's bored, you know you know winning winning races by you know twenty thirty seconds ahead of everybody else,
1: right, but yeah, I mean, you know when that's your job basically to dominate the field and show no mercy, you know yeah that's what you got to do unfortunately, yeah. but um you know and I'd be curious to hear if uh he liked that you know fighting from the back of the field um I'm sure he was very angry at the time, but you know, mm-hmm. looking back to to see a good example of Lewis Hamilton just you know picking off cars one by one and just going through the whole well, you, field.
0: You could tell was he was cool. upset because uh, uh, during the red flag, you know, shortly after they announced his uh, um, his uh, penalty is says so ten second stop go. Like he he took off and he went to the stewards' office to talk to them during the red flag. Yeah, and he barely made it back to his car on time to, for the restart.
1: Yeah, I mean. I would probably be upset too if I was loose, yeah. and I would do everything I could to try and get rid of that penalty. Because um, mm-hmm. yeah, like I mean, like we said, that's one of the harsher penalties that we've seen handed out in recent years. But uh, it it made for a really good race. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, there may have been some of that. Um, you know, I I don't know if I'm lost on the irony of the. Ferraris effectively bringing out the red flag that caused such a good <laughs> race at Monza, <laughs> leading yeah, an and Italian another Italian team, team. To win. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, seeing their B team, the Alfa Romeo, you know, driven by Raikkonen, the Ferrari, uh, you know, fired by Ferrari <laughs> to go drive a right. slow car is, uh, you know, getting a bunch of TV time and doing some great racing. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of jokes there. To be made, and I'm not sure what they all are, but I'm really looking forward to all the memes. Uh, this, yeah, week, we, don't, so. we don't
0: have enough time on the show to make all the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that'd be an, an, an another hour long podcast as as it is. <laughs> M- maybe we'll have to do that on one of the off weeks. Is uh, right, right. Yeah, so 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 next week we'll be in Italy for the Toscana. Uh, 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 Grand Prix. It's the the full Pirelli, name. It's the Formula Premio, One. Pirelli, Pirelli Grand Premio Ferrari One Thousand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Ferrari One Thousand. Eh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see how the Ferraris do at what is one of their what? It's one of their other test tracks, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know Fiorano's
1: is yeah. the main one, but a lot of cars get tested at Mugello. So mm-hmm. hopefully, they know that one and able uh, right. to make a difference. Um, yeah, but that's next weekend, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that. That'll be yeah. Um, has F1? Well, I don't know. I'll have to do some research. I'm not sure if F1's even ever raced at Mugello before.
0: Uh, I don't believe so. They, I remember when they when they announced it. They I think they said um, that yeah they they've never raced at Mugello before ever.
1: Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. After after this race, and uh, I'm I'm very I'm very excited, especially for uh, a track I've never run at before.
0: All right, so with that, we will see you all uh, next week.